Hey guys, Pete Mundo, thanks for checking out the Big 12 podcast. Appreciate it. And please do leave us a rating, review, subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play helps us a ton. And if you do it, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. It's getting warm. You got to keep that beer cold, man. Got to do it. So um, check it out. Please send us an email. Send me an email. Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. A screenshot of your rating and review. And I'll get you the free koozie in the mail. Thanks, guys. Have a great day and uh, enjoy the show. Well, spring ball is in the books, uh, but there's still plenty to talk about as we all are just uh, dying for some college football. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Let's welcome in a guy who uh, many of you read on the site. He does fantastic work as well. He's very active on our new forums, which you should go sign up for if you haven't yet. Um, They're free, and it's a chance for all Big 12 fans to interact. He's Derek Duke uh, joining us here on the show. Derek, always good to talk to you, and let's let's look back on spring ball. As you uh, think about the conference in general, what were your takeaways here from the past, uh, you know, six weeks or so of spring practice in the Big 12 Conference? Well, first of all, I think it was a little hard to, to take away some of the things that you would like to see since, you know, we had a lot of teams this year that flat out didn't have spring games or they had a, more of an open practice, so to speak. So it was really hard for us to kind of take away big, big things from these games because there were just so few games this year. It seems like as the years go on, years go on, you know, spring games kind of die out. But there were schools like, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, and even Kansas, you know, stepping their kind of game up and, you know, having the different artists perform, whether it's Rick Ross at Kansas, Lee Bryce at Oklahoma, or Ludacris at Texas. So it's kind of cool to see some of those schools really kind of step, step their game up and have these real big recruiting weekends. And I think that's what spring games have become more about now is recruiting weekends. But probably my biggest takeaway from the conference, so to speak, is just kind of watching all these different quarterback races, you know, you know, not necessarily races, but just watching these different quarterbacks at their new schools, you know, with Austin Kendall at West Virginia, at Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, you know, watching even the Kansas spring game was, was even live streamed or televised, so to speak. So that was kind of cool watching Texas Tech and, and seeing how Alan Bowman and Matt Wells as the head coach, uh, how they're shaping up. So I think just a general idea of how these teams are looking for me was a big thing. And, you know, it's always an important time for me to focus on these quarterbacks during spring before, you know, they get in the fall camp and before these, you know, some of these quarterback races really start heating up. So, Derek, you know, you brought up just now the fact that these uh, spring games are being used as recruiting tools for especially the cream of the crop in the Power Five. You mentioned Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, Don't forget, of course, you know, some of the SEC schools. I think Georgia had 90,000 people show up for its spring game. Uh, They had like a ton of five-star guys there. Is this continuing to widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots in college football? The fact that, you know, we have some of the the middle-of-the-pack schools not even bothering with a spring game, and then you have Oklahoma uh, treating kids to uh, a Lee Bryce concert, a Thunder game. I mean, there's all this stuff going on now. I think it depends on how you look at things and how important these schools look at it. Because I can, I know for a fact that we talked about this, you know, privately, but Gary Patterson at TCU – let's just put put you know put it aside he could really care less if he had a spring game or not i mean 
he, he wanted, you know, he did the, he ended up doing the open practice, but I'm not even sure he really wanted to even do that open practice a few Fridays ago. So it ended up being like a Friday at five o'clock, such a weird time. You know, you weren't allowed to take photos or bring your cell phone in. It was just very kind of strange, but I think it just depends on the coach itself. Yeah, but Derek, these... but Derek, let me, let me interrupt you there. I, I get what you're saying. If the coach doesn't like it, but here's the thing, if the five-star and the four-star recruits expect it, uh, it's great that Gary Patterson doesn't want it, but if the players want it, then doesn't isn't that worth something? I think it just depends. You know, some of these times it's not during the spring game. Some some of these you know different schools throughout the Big Twelve will have big weekends. It may not be during the spring. It may be during the summer. Or it may be during the you know the spring or even the the late winter. So it kind of just depends on when they have these big recruiting weekends. And another thing I know we talked about mostly as a staff though is all these spring games, I don't know when that started, but we had like eight or not, you know, at one point we had eight uh, scheduled spring games on one day, which to me makes absolutely no sense. If you're a team, let's say like Oklahoma State or, or you know, Baylor or whoever it may be, in that kind of mid-tier or even the bottom part of the conference when it comes to recruiting, because all these kids are going to be going to Texas and Oklahoma so I would think it'd be very best to be a little different if you are going to try to make a recruiting weekend out of it, to be a little different, change the dates up, put it at night, whatever it may be, the week before, the week after, earlier in the spring, later in the spring. Something's got to change there. But from a recruiting standpoint, I know the players might like it and they want to be at the spring game and everything. But I just see, think this way some of these coaches operate maybe a little differently. And, you know, sometimes you do have to give that little bit more attention to detail when you are at the smaller schools of the world to, to you know, go get those guys, go get those blue chips that you're trying to chase so hard after that, you know, seem to always fall, you know, with the Texas and Oklahomas of the world. So it's, it's kind of to each his own, really, but I can totally see where you're saying in that. Uh -oh. What do you think? I mean, you talk to the recruits. You're a recruiting guy here. So uh, do you think the recruits care about it, or do you think it, it's maybe being overblown and um, and they just you know want to find the right fit at the right time for the right person? I think personally from people that I've spoke with, I think they get more one-on-one -on -one time on those weekends where it's not something a whole lot going on where we, you know they have a couple guys and they'll roll up the schools will just kind of roll up the red carpet so to speak. I feel like they get more one on one, you know, with the family. There's more attention to detail compared to some of these spring games and big, you know, the big spring weekends where it's kind of just, you know, look at this, you know, hey, you know, look at our trophy case or look at that. So it's kind of just more of a shiny thing mm -hmm. to where I feel like if they go on an official visit somewhere on a different weekend, they kind of get that, you know, that one-on-one -on -one attention that they might they would probably prefer, but I totally get uh, the glitz and the glamour of the spring game and you know you know with Oklahoma and you know going to Chesapeake Arena uh, yeah. for the Thunder so there's definitely some glitz and glamour to it but at the end of the day I honestly feel like while that's cool I feel like some of these a lot of these recruits would prefer that kind of one-on-one -on -one treatment and you know really get to know one another uh, with the with the coaching staff absolutely Derek Duke our guest you read him all the time on heartlandcollegesports.com all right Derek you know I was at the Kansas spring game and uh the Rick Ross concert and everything else and the crowd was great I think mostly because of the concert uh Les Miles was his usual self he was doing movie impersonations on the big screen it was great over the past two months, are you buying on to Les Miles? Are you buying Les Miles stock, or are you still leery about it? I'm still leery, and I'll say this about Les Miles. I think you may have touched on this before, but at when, at, when he, Les was at LSU, 
he could get away with that thing because you know why? At the end of the day, he was winning. He was winning football games. Hell, he even won a national championship. So it really, really works, and it looks great when you're winning. But right now, we haven't played a down of football yet, and we're seeing, you know, we're seeing the, the crazy, you know, videos with Bill Self or, you know, the Rick Ross thing or whatever it may be. We're seeing all these different funny types of things from Les Miles. But if they go 3-9 and nine this year or 2-10 and 10 or whatever it may be in this upcoming season, I don't know if you're going to be seeing that. And if, the, if you do see it, I don't think it's going to be nearly as funny as it is right now before a down of football has been played. So I'm still a little – I haven't fully bought in on the movement, although I will say what I, what I do know about Kansas when I'm talking to recruits out there, there is a lot more value to the Kansas name right now as long as Les Miles is the head coach. Absolutely, and I think it's one of those things. What do you have to lose? I mean, less is less, and you hired less to be less, so let them be less. And you're right, though. I mean, that that shtick does work better when you're winning, uh, but it's going to take them a couple of years. I think we both know. I mean, if if this team is reaching a bowl game in 2022, 2021, uh, that'll be a heck of a turnaround for Les Miles in this program. That's that's unfortunately how low the bar is for this team and for this program. Uh, Derek, you know, as as you look at what's happening at some of the – we know that Oklahoma and Texas are at the top. Uh, as you follow some of the schools that we think about in that second tier, whether it's a Baylor, um, a West Virginia, an Oklahoma State, a Texas Tech – is there someone who is is sneaking up on you here throughout spring ball where you said, you know, maybe I'm not giving this team enough credit? I think there's probably two teams, and I it was funny you mentioned that because I actually just had a mailbag question uh, that you'll probably see regarding this on, on Heartland College Sports. But there are kind of two teams that, that are kind of could fit in that that tier, so to speak. I don't know how great these teams are going to be. Are I still think they'll be kind of middle of the pack teams, but these are two teams that could really beat anybody on any given Saturday. If you aren't careful. And the first team I'm going to go with is Baylor. I really like, I really like Charlie Brewer at quarterback. I think, you know, how I feel on him. Uh, the offensive line should get better. They gave up way too many sacks last year, but they do have three starters returning up front, which I think that unit will just keep getting better as long as they keep adding depth. Uh, at the receiver there, Denzel Mims, Tyquan Thornton. Some of those guys are going to have to step up with Jalen Hurd gone. Uh, defensively, Clay Johnson, at linebacker, to me, is an absolute monster. Defensive line, you know, they lose a couple guys, but I think they'll be fine. The secondary needs to be a little bit more consistent. But Baylor, if you look at their schedule right now, they have a legitimate chance to be 5-1 and one after their first six games uh, because they have a weak non-conference schedule. They get Iowa State at home, I believe. And then from there, it, it, it's, they have two more home games. But then their back half of their schedule is where it really gets tough. But I could see Baylor out getting to a hot start. And when you're winning football games, your confidence gets up. So I could definitely see them, you know, maybe even beating Iowa State. So it's possible, you know, I think it's a very interesting matchup. So I think Baylor's definitely a team to, to kind of keep an eye out. And they're definitely on the rise to me, in my opinion. And the other team that really nobody's talking about, you know, we know they're probably going to have some issues this year, is Texas Tech with Matt Wells as the head coach now offensively, this team is going to be fine. I don't think they're going to really skip a beat offensively as long as Alan Bowman stays healthy at quarterback. They return their uh, starting tailbacks. Their offensive line is back. At Texas Tech, they just seem to like grow receivers on, you know, wide receivers on trees. And, you know, even though they lose Antoine Wesley, I still feel great about their receiving core. 
Defensively is where I have a lot of concerns, but in this in this Big 12, you know how it is in this conference, but if you have a healthy quarterback who's a good quarterback, you're always going to have a chance on any given Saturday. So I really like those two teams to kind of maybe be a, a little bit of a surprise this year. Derek, uh, will I take it then of all the new head coaches that we have in the Big 12? We have, uh, what, four of them now this year? We have Kleiman, Miles, uh, Neil Brown, and then Wells. Is Wells the one you have been most impressed with to date? Uh, I I don't know if I'd say most impressed with. I think if I had to go with one, it'd probably be Neil Brown at West Virginia. And here here's why because everything I'm everybody I'm talking to from you know covering West Virginia and everything here I'm, I've heard about their spring practices have been very, very – the key there has been attention, attention to detail. I mean, you know how – with Dana, it was a lot more laid back. You know, I've heard stories of Dana, you know, out on the golf court, out on the golf court, you know, riding around practice, kind of just sitting in the golf cart, letting some of his other assistant coaches kind of really step it up and, and run some of the practices. But with Neil Brown, I hear it is a totally different – it's a 360. It's just completely – you know, he's out there. He's making guys do it again. If they don't do it right the first time, then they're doing it again. And he's making sure they're doing the little things right. And I think at a place like West Virginia and, you know, at some of these other schools, attention to detail is absolutely crucial during these games because sometimes when you're playing a team like Oklahoma, if you're playing a a Power 5, you know, a big Power 5 opponent for an out-of-conference game, you cannot be making silly mistakes if you want to win the football game. And I think, I think what Neil Brown's doing there, everything I've heard about Neil Brown's been great. You know, we'll see how things go with his new quarterback in Austin Kendall, uh, the transfer from Oklahoma. But I really, I really like what Neil Brown is doing. I'm just not sur- so sure that they're going to see the results on the field this year. He's Derek Duke. Read him on heartlandcollegesports.com. Find him on our forums. They're free. Go sign up. Derek, always good to have you on, man. We will uh, talk to you soon. Absolutely, Pete. Appreciate you having me on. Good stuff there with Derek Duke. Thanks to him for joining us. And please, once again, rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. It helps us a lot. And um, also, you know, we'll send you a free koozie if you do it. Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week.